This week's episode of the Arc Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArcTactic.com, where you can now check out our Global Art Market Outlook 2020 report, find out where experts believe the global art market might be heading in the coming 12 months. To view the report, you can visit ArtTactic.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. I remember it was a year ago this week that Freeze and Felix had their inaugural editions of their fairs in Los Angeles, and many in the art community were interested to see how the week went and if Los Angeles could add itself to the already full art calendar. The week was a huge success, and I've spoken to several galleries and collectors who are excited to return this week to LA for the second year of the fairs, as well as many gallery openings and museum exhibitions. In this week's episode of the podcast, we chat with Mills Moran, founder of Moran Moran Gallery and founder of Felix LA. The art fair will run this Thursday to Sunday at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. And Mills is kind enough to join us ahead of the second edition of Felix LA. We hope you enjoy the episode. We hope to see some of you out in LA this upcoming week. Thanks so much for coming on. Adam, how are you? Good to talk to you again. Good, very good. Looking forward to being in LA next week. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to having you. Um, when do you get into town? I get in uh, Tuesday morning, so just right before all the uh, craziness starts. Absolutely. The craziness good... starts this weekend. You know, we're opening a show tonight, and a lot of galleries are opening their shows early in the week in order to sort of take advantage of that traffic that's, that's coming in for the fair. That's great. You're right. Yeah, I've seen I've I've seen that. So it's it really is a nice uh, week of activities in LA. Um, it's really amazing. Um, just in the second year, how it's turned into a really fantastic week for uh, collectors and dealers and art enthusiasts uh, to come to LA. So uh, looking forward to coming back again. So for our listeners who maybe didn't attend the inaugural edition of Felix last year. Just describe for us the uniqueness of this fair compared to, say, typical art fair. Well, you know, last year was a pretty big experiment for us in terms of how Felix would be received and rolled out, and 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 sort of the feedback was 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 interesting. Um, as you know, it's in a hotel, and there really hasn't been a hotel fair. I mean, there have been hotel fairs, but you know, I think on this level with this quality of galleries, you know, really. You have to go back to the Gramercy, which, you know, we spoke about at length in the past, um, and the Chateau Marmont, which which also hosted fairs in the 90s. Um, so part of this was a nostalgic throwback, but also part of it was, as you said, to provide a unique experience. And what we found last year was um, the sort of domestic environments that the rooms, uh, the poolside cabana rooms, and also the suites and, and the lofts and the tower, um, the domestic environment that they provided created a sense of intimacy when you were discussing and looking at art. We felt like a lot of patrons spent a lot more time in the booths, talking to the dealers, learning about artists. And one thing that we really also discovered was galleries. They took the opportunity to use this to take chances on some artists that maybe they wouldn't, you know, take to fairs because of the high cost of real estate at some of the larger fairs. So that combined uh, really provided an environment that, that 
was sort of fun, you know, in, in our, in, in our, from a lot of feedback that we were getting. A lot of people enjoyed it. They spent a lot of time at the fair. They came back often and often. Um, part of that was, was some of the difficulties just accessing some of the rooms on the first day, but part of that was also the fact that you didn't have enough time to see enough and you wanted to go back and learn and, and, and talk to some of the dealers. So, um, it was a unique experience for sure, and we didn't know how it would be received, and we were kind of overwhelmed with, with the, um, with the feedback we got over the you know subsequent months after the fair. Yeah, I think two things really stick out to me. First, I remember, yeah, hanging out in some of the uh, hotel rooms. Some of them have couches and just kind of sitting and chatting about art, and it was really a refreshing experience. Something that was very unique, and you know I hadn't done it in art fair before. And then also, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. You know, you, you referenced some of these in the past, some of these art fairs that were occurring at hotels in the past. And, you know, I hadn't had an opportunity. And I think many other people my age or even younger hadn't had an opportunity to actually experience one of those. And so it was really refreshing to see art in that kind of setting. And it's just so unique and so different than just all the typical art fairs, um, you know, that there, you have now around the world. Yeah, and it's, it's, you bring up a good point was, you know, being in the rooms, a lot of the furniture, especially in the bigger rooms, uh, people maintain their couches and end tables and tables and ottomans, and um, you could really kind of just hang out. And one thing we did in, in our booth, which was really interesting, is we, we would talk to people, ask them if they wanted coffee, they wanted a club sandwich. You know, the room service was working all day. So we're, we're literally getting food deliveries into the, into, the, into the booth. And, you know, as a dealer, that's just gold to be able to sit with a client for an extended amount of time and be able to talk to them, serve them food on, on demand. You know, the food, the room service is actually working pretty fast. Um, it's a pretty cool, it was a pretty cool uh, experience to see that. And, you know, some of these things we didn't know going in and, and, you know, everybody gets creative and, and savvy as, as a dealer when you're in environments. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the things people would do is they would ask for extra room cards. So if they had clients, they could just run down and get them in the other elevator with their personal room cards and, and, and bring them up. And, you know, you can't foresee how some of these things work, but it's kind of funny and interesting how, how people, you know, manage around uh, situations. But, yeah, it was a domestic, intimate environment to talk about art, and, and people did like that. And so for those who did attend the fair, the first edition, what are some of the major changes we can expect this upcoming fair, this upcoming week? Well, we're, it's a bigger fair this year. Last year we were at 40 galleries. This year we're going to be at 60. Um, and a couple things, just in terms of logistics, there's the um, there's a ballroom called the Blossom Ballroom. It's in the upper lobby, and that's the actual ballroom that hosted the first Academy Awards. Um, all traffic will be funneled through that ballroom with a true VIP this year. Um, if you're not on the VIP list, you're, you're not going to be able to access the fair on the first day, beginning from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So we'll usher people through the ballroom. They'll get their sticker, and then they'll have access to the fair. Uh, the service elevator will be a dedicated elevator just for um, the upper floors of the tower. Um, and the tower floors will – the booths will be on the 11th and the 12th floor, which is the, the penthouse floor. So we'll have the penthouse the 12th floor, the 11th floor, and the rooftop, which would essentially triple capacity in the tower. Last year, we were working just with the 11th floor and the capacity based on the, from the fire, I mean, this is all boring stuff, but the capacity from the fire marshal was 150 people at any given time on that floor. Now we can triple that using the rooftop and we'll have stair access up and down. Um, so basically funneling people through um, the logistics, the traffic flow should work a lot smoother. Um, again, you're in a hotel, so there's, there's, uh, there's going to be some obvious constraints. 
Um, but, you know, the goal is for everybody that needs to get in should be able to get in and get up and down. Um, the cabanas will stay largely the same. Uh, they're all around the, the pool, 20 cabanas. And this year we have uh, the special project section, which is curated by William J. Simmons. Um, it's a more robust sort of public programming, um, uh, focusing on LGBTQ artists, uh, artists that have been marginalized, uh, artists from different generations. And so there'll be Judy Chicago, Amy Besson. Um, there'll be a, a whole host of artists, uh, E. Fowler, um, that they'll be taking over the public spaces of the hotel. So it, it should be a nice, really nice complement to the exhibiting galleries. And you mentioned, yeah, and you mentioned the increase in galleries participating this year. Is that due to being able to have more access to the hotel, more rooms, or is that, or is there actually you saw more demand? You know, after the first year, people are interested in this unique fair you're having. And, and I think even generally, I think there's a lot of interest in just the week in general in LA. And so maybe galleries were, you know, reaching out because they wanted to participate the second time around. Well, yeah, you hit a lot of the points. Um, we could, we could, we could make this a hundred gallery fair. You know, the, last year was really an experiment. 40, 40 galleries seemed like the right number to kind of test and experiment. Um, one of the big things for us is getting multiple floors in a tower and, and increasing that, that traffic capacity that I had mentioned earlier. So just that alone, I think, was a big, was a big uh, motivator for us. Uh, we still like the idea and think the idea of L.A. as being a town that can handle a intimate, strong, high-quality fair not a 190 gallery fair, not a 200 gallery, you know, we're not, we don't think that's the right answer right now. So 60 for us, I think is a very good number. Um, we had more, we had more demand last year than we can, than we could, than we could, um, that we could afford to, to give boots away. And we had the same situation this year. I have a ton more demand than, than we have boots. But, we, you know, the big thing for us is to keep the quality of the galleries extremely high um, so that people want to come and they want to see these, these galleries that are sort of in this contemporary art niche that, that we're all part of. You know, the art world, it's really become inundated with so many art fairs each year. I don't have to tell you, the owner of a gallery. Yeah. I'm curious, considering the economics associated with galleries, you know, such as choosing how many fairs to do and which ones to do, what, what would you say is the unique opportunity that Felix provides exhibiting galleries, if that makes sense from an economic perspective, compared to all the other fairs that are going on around the world? Well, we, you know, one of the, my main motivators for, for this fair was you know, essentially making a fair that I want to participate in. You know, that's it's, it's you know feels feels self-serving, but you know you want something. I wanted to start something that made that made my gallery comfortable and reduced the cost of participation and made it less of a risk than a lot of these fairs. So, given the existing infrastructure of a hotel, we're not paying for walls. We're not we're not building things. We're not we're not transforming a convention center. Um, so you already have some built-in advantages just from a financial standpoint. Um, but yeah, as, as a gallery. It's a huge market, Los Angeles, and it's you know the second largest market in the, in the United States for art. Um, you have a ton of people that want to be out here this week because of weather. As I look outside my window, it's just gorgeous. Um, you want to get out of that New York winter, um, and you want to be in LA for a week. It's not a bad thing. So what this what you know what this fair and all the fairs in LA afford people is 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 a high quality level of collectors and out of town visitors that are going to come and see your 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 booth and your and your artist and learn about your gallery. So I think that's a high value proposition at this point. And LA never had this situation. And now, as you said, it's it's grown already. And the first year was a huge success. And it, it's already seeming like, based on the people I, I'm hearing are coming out, it's going to be another huge success this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the 30s here today in New York. So I'm in terms of the weather, I'm ready to get out there. 
And it's got to be 70 degrees over here, and it's, there's not a cloud in the sky. I mean, ho- hopefully the weather holds up. Exactly. Fingers crossed. So as a gallery owner, you're used to applying to fairs. How tough is it picking galleries to include in your fair? It's impossible. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> I have a hard time walking through art fairs now because I have a lot of people that, that want to talk to me about Felix, and um, I think ultimately that's a good thing. But, yeah, it's, you have a lot of friends in this business, but you always have to separate that from, from you know, the, the kind of programming that you're going to do. And, you know, one of the things we always wanted to do with this fair was, was have a range of galleries, not just a certain set of galleries that, you know, participate in this fair or that fair. Like, we're looking for, you know, we have a younger set of galleries. We have, a, you know, galleries that have been around 10 years, and then we have more established galleries. And I think that kind of mix gives people um, a good range of, either galleries that are new to them or galleries that they know and already do business with. I mean, it gives you a really good range of, of galleries to talk to and, and sort of visit when you're at the fair. And in addition to the fair, as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you have a show. Oh, we're recording this on Saturday. It's opening tonight with Eric Mack. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, show that's opening up at your gallery? Yeah, Eric and Mack um, is opening up our, our art fair week in LA and it's, you know, it's become a prime slot now. Again, really quickly it's become a prime slot. It wasn't really two years ago a prime slot. The Oscar weekend was kind of the weekend people focused on. But yeah, Eric, as you know, was in the Whitney Biennial last year and um, had a solo show at the Brooklyn Museum as well last year. And um, he's, he's really transformed the gallery with these sort of large-scale vinyl wallpapers of, of sort of source material and root materials that he works with. But there's a combination of Moving blank painting, moving blanket paintings, pegboard paintings, and sweeping fabrics, and it's really kind of show that combines his entirety of his practice and and sort of puts it on display. Um, we haven't had a show with Eric in almost five years, so this is a real treat for us to to open tonight. Uh, we've done a ton of projects between shows, but it's it's kind of an amazing exhibition. I hope everybody can come out and, and see it next week. Perfect. Well, yeah, we definitely recommend everyone check it out at the gallery and as well as visit Felix. If our listeners want to learn more about the fair, what's the Felix website? Uh, It's felixfair.com. Mills, thanks so much again for coming on. We appreciate it, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, Adam. See you next week. Have a good one.